the day that I was at Good Morning America and met George Lucas. I'm sitting in, not George Lucas. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. I don't know why I said George <laughs> I was Lucas. Like, you scared Whoa. me there. You no, scared no, no, me there I didn't for a second. I was going to be like, sorry, we need I'm another sorry. story. I, I scared myself. Incoming transmission from an unknown source. It seems to be urgent. Patching them through. They're calling themselves the Holonet Marauders. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Holonet Marauders podcast. I'm joined here. Well, my name is AJ. First things first. I'm joined here with my fellow Bombad Marauders, Jamie and Matt. How's it going? Doing well. I'm glad we're back to the Bombad Marauder. That's always fun. Yeah, back to the Bombads. Today, we're joined by the host of My Mom's Basement, the uh, the podcast, uh, Barstool Sports' own Robbie Fox. How's it going, man? What's up? What's going on, guys? It's going well on my end. Chilling. Having a good night. Hey, Robbie, thank you so much for coming good, on. Good. Um, yeah. For context, we are a Star Wars podcast, and so usually we don't branch out into, you know, different genres, but you're definitely someone that who's like an inspiration for us, and we wanted to reach out to you and see if you wanted to just chat Star Wars with us, and we're super excited to have you. Yeah, very nice of you to say that. I appreciate that, and I'm always down to talk Star Wars. That's like my, literally, my favorite <laughs> thing to talk about, so yes, I do want to yeah, talk Star Wars. absolutely. Good. Perfect. Um... So we usually, we start off with our question of the week as like an icebreaker. Um, so our question of the week is per, pertains to our guest here today, and it comes from my friend Drew. So shout out to Drew. And the question is, what Star Wars character would be the best UFC fighter? <laughs> Ooh. Backstory for people that don't know, oh. Robbie is, star. there's Star Wars and there's UFC and that's Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weirdly, like there's really the Venn diagram of, I think, fans of both are like two opposite circles. But yeah, <laughs> I, I like both things. I cover both things. It's a good question. Like I loved, uh, I think it was the first episode of Mandalorian season two when he goes in and sees the Gamorreans fighting. Because mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, oh, that's like, they're doing organized fighting in Star Wars. Um, who would be the best... Well, it depends too, because you say, do you take like a Jedi? Do you, do you take a Jedi allowed to use the Force? Because at that point, that might be. But it's I like think... Superman fought. Now I don't know. This is branching <laughs> off into another nerdy realm already. Superman fought Muhammad Ali in a one-off comic book back in the day, and they fought on a planet I think under a red sun. So Superman's abilities were like totally nerfed. So Muhammad Ali, I think, knocked him out and stuff. So if you take that into account, and it's like the Jedi's powers got to be nerfed and everything, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Obi Wan because I feel like in the UFC, it's all based on grit and determination and will to win. And even if you're getting your ass kicked, as long as you keep getting back up, you're probably gonna snag a submission in the end. And I feel like Obi Wan finds the high ground, even against Anakin, probably a more <laughs> skilled fighter. Yeah, found a way to win. He had that will to win. So, and maybe I'm just like excited for the new show and he's been in the news. So I'm like, oh right. my God, let's go. Let's get, I know. That's we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, I like that a lot. It seems like you've thought about this question. So you, you <laughs> I mean, I just thought about it a lot there. Like, I'm sorry if I just went on a big tangent. <laughs> no, it was great. Big questions. Was, You're going to get no, big that answers. Good. Perfect. <laughs> so that's, are we, we are including, that's without the force? Yeah. So that's, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying Straight you nerf up. his abilities and I'm okay. saying he, he's going to be the best just because he's got that grit. He's like a Forrest Griffin type, which, I'm sorry if you don't get that <laughs> reference, but he was, you know, the the first ultimate fighter winner. He was just absolutely, he would end every fight with blood all over his face, but he would still win anyway. Hmm. Very Obi-Wan. Yeah, that's Obi-Wan. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say that's Obi-Wan. 
Um, Jamie or Matt, who do you guys? I got to go with Darth Maul, just up front. Okay. Even also. Oh, imagine Maul versus Kenobi. That's a great answer. Just this is like kind of a karate thing. Yeah. Maul, even also, well. if you strip the force from him, he is still like pretty much like unbeatable, except against Obi-Wan. So. You can't really punch him in the head. Yeah. So I think he has an advantage, really. <laughs> Does he have the metal legs? You know? Um, to those? That's another good question. Is this yeah. pre-Naboo yeah, or post-Naboo? Go oh, he's got it, the metal sure. legs. But you, don't, yeah, you, no. you can't let him in the octagon with the spider legs. Right. No, no. Just, just the no. two. <laughs> the solo yeah. legs. Yeah. Definitely. What about you, Matt? So for me, when you... <laughs> the first person I thought of, and I'm going to stick with this, uh, Therm Scissor Punch. Okay. Ooh. Okay. I mean, he's got Therm a great scissor name for punch. it. Yeah. <laughs> he does. He, okay, so he was playing uh, Sabak at the table in Solo. He was, I think, to the right of Han Solo. Uh, he's a big burly lobster man <laughs> with giant claws. You and your background, uh, aliens. And his name is Therm Scissor Punch, huh. and I think he could take anyone. You could, in the, you could in the picture octagon. that on one of those like old school boxing shirts yeah. you know, that just has like the fighter's name on it or something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love it. Guys, what are we what are we doing? I have Chewie, Chewbacca. Yes. Who's gonna beat Rip, Chewie? Rips arms off. Yeah. Yeah. Like really? a, a Ronda Rousey, True. a male Ronda Rousey. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. A furry male Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> These are all, all really nice. good takes. Unsure of who Matt's is still is, but you know, it's, you guys don't know it's very unsure. Punch. I'll have to look him up. I love it. Um, so. That brings us into like our first question for you, Robbie, and it's um, you know a question we ask a lot of people that we we get to meet. What is your your Star Wars origin story or your Star Wars backstory? How'd you get into it, and how'd you like fall in love with it? Um, I think it's similar to a lot of people. It's a family thing for me. So I have an older brother. He's twelve years older than me. I also have an older sister, nine years older than me. So I'm like the baby of the family, and my brother was in the perfect age for the 90s re-release so like our uncles were massive star wars fans you know they were kids when it came out so they took him to see the re-release and they were like we got to share this with you and then he had all the toys he was the biggest star wars fan in the world went on to name his firstborn luke and uh his daughter has the middle name ray so he, oh, you know wow. that's, that's so how so deep wow. it runs in our family nice and he, awesome. he just introduced it to me for as long as i could remember so like I don't even know necessarily my first Star Wars memories. I was a huge Phantom Menace fan, would watch that constantly. I remember sitting like, you know, two inches from the TV <laughs> at my grandma's with all my action figures, loved Qui-Gon because he had a green lightsaber, green my favorite color. And I would unwrap her like massive tubes of wrapping paper and then use crayon to color in oh. the, the tube as lightsabers. That's and perfect. they were great until you clashed like once and then they would immediately go floppy. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. all right, you know what? It was worth it for that one hit, me and my cousin Kenny. So it was like a complete family thing. Like my cousin was Anakin and I was Jango Fett for Halloween the year clones came out. And, you know, it was just like. That every time we hung out at family parties in the pool, it was, I have the high ground, Anakin, don't jump, <laughs> like, just all that stuff. So my, uh, my brother, my uncle, and then when the sequel trilogy came out, I, you know, I live in the city now. My brother lived in Jersey, so I would go see the movies, like, at the 7 p.m. release date, immediately rush back to New Jersey, and then see it with my brother at, like, midnight. So we wow. would go twice on opening night to keep the wow, family nice. thing going, so... That's what it is for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. That I, it's funny. You, the things uh, that I've like learned like recently, 
in general, it's people's like Star Wars stories is it's always does go back to their family. And even if it's not their own family, it literally runs in the theme of Star Wars, their found family. Like they fall more into it themselves because they chose to like find that thing and they find like their friends loving it. And it's like one of the coolest things about Star Wars in general is you can always find your favorite part of it and find your people within it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the, 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 the cardboard tubes or whatever, because, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm pretty sure when I was little, I took like uh, either a paper towel roll and made it like Darth Maul's hilt, or I took like a toilet paper roll and made it just like a, a regular hilt drawing like the, the red button on there for Qui-Gon. Um, but yeah, that's funny. That's a, that's a great backstory. For yeah, the, and then eventually yeah, I, I like threw one on my arm and I yes, was like, I always gosh. need one. <laughs> I want to get to that. There you go. Perfect. What, um, so what is the story behind like that, that tattoo? You were just like, I want... The legacy hilt, as we call it. Uh, it was. Uh, it was actually when my nephew was born. It was like my brother named him Luke. I was like, I would love some sort of tattoo for Luke. And then his sister is Harley, so that's Harley Quinn's diamond. Oh, sick. so like I have something. And oh, wow. I, now I have another niece, and I'm getting a tattoo of her re- soon. But like, I just like having something for everyone. So everything on my arm is like something for a family member. So that that was the the Luke thing, and then. I was like, do I get his Return of the Jedi one? And I was like, nah, I'm going to get the, the Legacy one because I love the prequels. I love the sequels. I love the idea of having the saber that was in the entire Skywalker yeah. saga. Yeah, that's perfect. And yeah. my favorite picture, or you know, the, you know, the best <laughs> picture of you with that tattoo is your uh, profile picture with Mark Hamill holding it. What's, uh, what's the story behind that? So it's actually crazy. I had... Do you know? Do you guys know Jeff D. Lowe works at Barstool? Yeah, he does. Um, he does with the lights, camera, Barstool stuff now. Yes. Yeah. So at the time, he was working at Good Morning America. He was doing social media for them, and we were friends just from like Star Wars Twitter, literally tweeting about Star Wars back and forth. He tweeted me and or DM'd me and was like, "Hey, Mark Hamill's going to be on the show promoting Last Jedi. Would you want to come sit as an audience member or just see it?" And I was like, "Absolutely. If you can get me a ticket." Uh, yeah, I would like to be in the presence of Luke Skywalker. What are you friggin' nuts? <laughs> and uh, he gets me the ticket, and then I had the tattoo appointment booked because of my nephew and everything, and it was going to be after this happened. All of a sudden, the schedule gets rearranged, and it's and he was like, hey, Mark Hamill's actually going to be in the week after. And I was like, that's crazy. I'm going to have a friggin' <laughs> tattoo by that point. <laughs> and it just so happened that after Mark Hamill did his, his segment, his interview, which, you know, being in the presence of Luke Skywalker, I was just like in, in a forced daze or something. And he, he calls me over. He's like on the other side of the stage. He's like, come on, come on, quick, quick, quick. I was like, me, me. So I run over and he's like, show him your tattoo. We're, we, we told him about it. And he grabbed it. And I don't know if you guys have tattoos, but like in the days after you get a tattoo, oh, it feels like a sunburn. Oh, no. And I'm telling you, he slapped that thing. He was like, let me see it. And he kind of whipped it up. And like we took the picture and he he got whisked away by his handlers or whatever. I met him for two seconds. He said he thought it was awesome. And then he posted that picture on his Instagram like before wow. I did almost. I was like, I didn't even post this yet, That's Mark. That's so funny. Um, and he, he said something funny. He had like, you know, a funny Mark Hamill, almost dad joke cap- <laughs> caption about it. And my brother worked on Broadway at this point. And he texted me and he's like, bro, 
my friends at Colbert are telling me that Mark Hamill was talking about some kid with a lightsaber tattoo. <laughs> I was like, you crazy. And then two seconds later, it's announced that he's on Colbert that night. And we were like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? So it was, it was a crazy day. And still, um, it's my profile picture years later. I don't think that'll ever change. I think I'll be a 50-year-old man and people will think I'm like a catfish. But I just can't yeah. change that. <laughs> I don't blame you. That's, that's, that's like a highlight. Yeah. You, you, you and I always say, since it was like in the days after I got the tattoo and it was still healing, maybe some of that like Luke Skywalker DNA just healed into <laughs> it, you know? I like that. <laughs> there you go. Living it there. Yeah. I love that. Um, that kind of brings me to, you know, the big thing we're going to talk about today. The four of us are all sequel trilogy lovers. Um, and we know, we know how that goes on social media. Um, <laughs> we know how that can go. But uh, Robbie, I know you really loved Last Jedi. Um, Matt here, you know, it's one of his favorites as well. Um, you guys yeah. probably have similar rankings now that I think of it overall. Um, but yeah, talk about, I guess, um, you know, first time seeing Last Jedi and just your overall thoughts of it. So first time seeing Last Jedi was with Jeff D. Lowe. We have a lot of Star Wars memories together at this point. We're like Star Wars buddies. Um, and he got... I think through at his at this point it was I don't think it was like a screener for Barstool. I think he might have still been working at Good Morning America, and he got like a plus one to a Disney screener of it because that's the parent company of GMA and stuff. And he's like, "Do you want to go see it?" You know, a few days early. Now for me, this was more than just like, "Oh my God, I'm seeing a Star Wars movie early." I was at the point where people were like trying to find out spoilers to spoil the movie for me because they knew that like I really, you know, I cared about it. So I was like, I felt like I was walking this minefield and I was like, yes, I need to see this movie. I need to. So we saw it. It was at AMC Lincoln Square, which is like, we, you know, our home theater. So it was like the coolest thing blew me away. And I remember like seeing the Yoda scene for the first time and you see the back of his head. I remember oh. just seeing the uh, Haldo maneuver for the first time, the Ray um, and uh, Kylo going back to back, all of it. Mind blowing. Coming out of the movie and just being like, I don't feel anything like <laughs> I felt after The Force Awakens. And I love The Force Awakens, but I came out of that like, oh my God, Star Wars is back. I left The Last Jedi like my world just got rocked. Like, <laughs> I don't know what, what that was, but I loved it. And I remember Jeff, I think it was his second time seeing it because he worked the premiere in LA. And he said to me right away, he goes, I don't think people are going to love that. He said, I think that people are going to be split on that. And I said, you're crazy. And now mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, of course they're split on it. Because now, I, you know, for years we've seen every perspective, every side, every angle. But after the movie, and then I went on opening night with my brother, my sister, my uh, brother-in-law. Like, we had the big family thing, of course. And we all loved it. The whole theater was cheering. Like, the, the Luke death scene, we were all crying. Spoilers. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> come on. Um <laughs> But I left that, and everyone loved it. And I remember, like, checking Twitter that night, and Clem, who I do my podcast with, My Mom's Basement, tweeted, I really did not like The Last Jedi. And I was just – that was the first person that I saw that didn't like it. And it was, like, my co-host. And I was just like, what? And I immediately texted him. I think I just texted him, like, a sad face emoji. <laughs> like, buddy, what's going on? <laughs> And we've talked it through for hours now, but it's almost to the point where we treat it like politics, like well, family treats uh, politics at yeah. the Thanksgiving table. Like, we're just <laughs> right. going to avoid this topic because we're going to go down a rabbit hole that neither of us are going to agree upon. 
But yeah, it's crazy. It's you know almost like that thing that we feel like we saw two different movies. That oh my god, yes. I mean exactly. I remember opening night for me. It was Thursday night. Um, we were going to see it in IMAX, and I remember at that time people had already started to see the movie, and I waste a lot of my time on Reddit, like a lot. That's of That's a real time on understatement. Um, Huge understatement for Matt. Yes, he it lives is. On Reddit. He doesn't waste. He lives. I. <laughs> that, this is true. What's the difference? But. Um, I remember in all of my Star Wars circles, people were just like up in arms or like arguing about like this and that. And people were like, I really hate this. I really hate this. So I was like getting nervous. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, is this movie bad? And I remember like pacing like <laughs> my living room before watching the movie. Like it was like Star Wars. This was like the relate. big event. Yeah. I mean, that that's oh how it was before The Force Awakens, just because it was like, I, I hope I hope oh, they yeah. nail this. I hope Star Wars is good again. But yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah, exactly. But I remember going to the movie, being in line to see it, and we went to like the 10 o'clock show. There was a 7 o'clock show beforehand, and everybody was piling out of the theater. And I just remember seeing one guy who was just in tears, and he looked like right at us, and he just went, <laughs> as he was walking to the bathroom. And I was like, oh, man, this is it. Like, I'm, I'm, I was just over the moon. And I, I remember spending a lot of the time in the theater watching the movie going like, okay, so is this the part that people hate? Like, what, what's the part that people hate? And I, I watched, like, all of the scenes. Like, I got through the whole movie, and I was like, wait, who, why do people hate that movie? Like, I was leaving. I was, I was, like, really thinking, like, why are people so angry about this? And I still, to this day, like, I've heard everybody talk about it, but I just can't relate. Yeah, uh, it's, it's one of my I mean, favorites. I'm not ashamed to say I, I saw it in theaters seven times, Ooh. and all seven, Ooh. people were cheering, people were reacting yeah. to the big moments, and, like, at, you know, by the seventh, by the sixth, seventh showing, I've seen every take about The Last Jedi on the internet. The internet's completely split. The Rotten Tomatoes score. People are trying to tank it. And I was almost befuddled because I'm still going to the movies to see it. And people are still reacting big to all the moments they have to. They're still laughing at all the moments that they, they're supposed to. So it was, you know, I think it's a case of, which we could get into, but like, I forget whose quote it is. They say these movies are not supposed to be thought about as much as people think about them. And it's right. like, if you really think about any Star Wars movie, you could break it with your mind. You could do yeah, that absolutely. with A New Hope. You Easily. could say, like, okay, in, in the first scene of A New Hope, why doesn't Vader know Leia's his daughter if he's got so many medical... Like, we could do that immediately. Yeah. And the answer is the same thing that people say about the sequels, like poor planning. They shoehorned Leia into being the sister at the end. It's like all Star yeah. Wars movies have that. That's why I think I'm a little more uh, ex excusing of all that or a little more, like, uh, allowing of that. But yeah, it's just like the, the way people picked it apart, I think, influenced a lot of people then as well. I think a lot of people saw yeah. it and said, oh, yeah, that was great. And then they went online and they were told, you can't like that. And they said, yeah, oh, right. no, I, it, all right, I guess I can. They, they yeah. read online. It's like different opinions. It's like, oh, wow. Oh, you, you might be right about yeah. that. But it's like, no, you had fun. Like you enjoyed the movie. I think somebody, I think the term is fridge movie, if you've ever heard that, no. where you wake up in the middle of the night after seeing the movie, you go to your fridge to grab like a snack. And then all of a sudden the thought pops into your head, like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. People say that all the time in relation to the last Jedi. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, every star Wars movie has oh, moments yeah. where you sit down and you think like, wait, you know, in episode two, Zam Wessel is a changeling, <laughs> but she doesn't disguise herself like at all. <laughs> like, okay. Like why, why is she a changeling then? And you, you have the, you know, those like random thoughts that, but it, Honestly, that makes Star Wars for me so much more fun. Yeah, like it's that's what it is. Like that, those kind of thoughts to me are fun. They aren't. They don't make me angry. 
they make me chuckle and think like, oh, huh, you know, that's kind of funny. Something I can point out next time we're watching the movie or something I can, you know, just make fun of. It's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all part of it. And you look at what Dave Filoni was able to do with the prequels and Clone Wars, mm-hmm. where he like corrected so many of the things that people yeah. had issues with or people wanted more of. And now he's sort yeah. of doing the same thing with the sequels and the Mandalorian, it looks like, with the cloning and with the Palpatine stuff. Who knows? He might be doing it with the Bad Batch. We can get into that. I think Omega might be a clone of somebody. Oh, yeah, he's got we, that. that. We I mean, the that. haircut. Oh, my. We could get into it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that is also part of it, where it's like Filoni making the stuff better, Filoni filling in the gaps, or us yeah. being like, wait, that doesn't make sense. And then later getting stuff to make it make sense. It, it, it works. Yeah. Look at Rogue One. It's a whole movie based on the concept of like something that people originally looked at as a plot hole where they were like, what, it would have just a hole in the middle of it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah. I love that stuff. That's like what makes Star Wars Star Wars, like you said. Yeah. I mean, Filoni did such a good job. People forget how angry people were over the prequels. Uh, yeah. Like I mean, especially you know, nowadays, like... like people probably like all, all in our age range that grew up with the prequels definitely yeah. are bringing a better like... Hey, we loved those. They weren't that bad, yeah. but people people hated Which I couldn't, them just like, like they hated the sequels, oh, you know? Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. It's like I feel bad because I find myself in this situation again. I had to grow up, you know, loving the prequels and hearing about how much they they're objectively bad and it's like now we get new Star Wars and I'm like, "All right, I love this new Star Wars." And then people are like, "Nope, it's objectively <laughs> bad again." And it's like, "Oh, great." Yeah, just let us like what we like, man. Even yeah, listen, honestly. even if it's a little campy, even if Anakin Skywalker comes off like Mannequin Skywalker at times, <laughs> we love it. We like I'll take yeah. the worst Star Wars over the best anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly I think the, the best thing about Star Wars with all of Star Wars is no matter what, as you've been saying, is the gaps are always filled in later. And so even though sometimes we get not a complete story what we think we could very well see those things come up again in a later date and so everything that Filoni is doing which is why people think that like Filoni is like the second coming of Christ but he's not but like <laughs> but he's literally just taken it upon himself to be like yeah I want to finish telling these stories and like expand on what George built and it's something yeah. that like I feel like we're going to be getting more creators like that not just Filoni at the head of it because I know I trust him but I really want to get more people involved like with like the overall like story of it in general I think that's one of like the biggest like criticisms like with it is everyone's like, yeah, stay Filoni, and I'm like, he's good, <laughs> but get us some more people, and so like I just want to get like more people involved with it, so that way it can be like, make the stuff, so that way everyone can really enjoy each of their sections of the movies, and then in the end, the actual movies will be much better because we have all of the supplementary content. Absolutely, yeah. if they have yeah, like I- even uh, just like a story development team of. Oh, take someone from the the book, someone that's written books, someone like Claudia mm-hmm. um, Claudia Gray, right? Lost Stars, she wrote. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Tremendous book. Take her. Take someone from the video game development team that worked on Fallen Order because that was mm-hmm. tremendous. Take someone from mm. like every one of those realms and have them work on like the, the next higher public project or something and have them all do something yeah. together where we get a video game, we get a comic book, we get a TV show, we get an animated special, we get like. Like, I agree with that. If you take, like, just get a team together Mm -hmm. and announce it as, like, a team. Have them all wear friggin' silly uniforms or something. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, make it nerdy. Make it something that nerds want to root for. Like, it it would I mean, that harkens back to uh, Shadows of the Empire and The Force Unleashed, where they did, like, multimedia projects. Comic, book, video game. And my favorite thing that nobody talks about, but Shadows of the Empire, they made a soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Just for, like, the book. 
It was like, okay, like do that again. I want soundtracks for the High Republic. I have a like, question. I'm... And Matt would probably be the one to answer this in the most part. But Shadows of the Empire, when all of that came out, was it well received? Or is it looking back on it, people yeah. are like, oh yeah, this is the best. Or was it when it came out, this no. is the best? Like, what's that take? That was pretty, it, Shadows of the Empire was pretty popular when it came out, I'm pretty sure. I think sure. it was too, yeah. Okay. I think uh, people loved it. I know like the sales were crazy because uh, yeah. it inspired like way more toys than they origi- originally anticipated, yeah. okay. which is always a good sign. I love the uh, the crew cut um, Chewy figure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've seen we, that one. The eyepiece and everything, he's yeah. great. Um, but you know, the cl- that's a cl- it was a clever idea. That was the first time they'd really experimented with that. A movie without a movie, right? It was like Aren't they the same to story go back being to told that in time three. Too? Am I, am I knowing, mm-hmm. saying that yes. correctly? Like in the War of the Bounty Hunters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. War of the Bounty Hunters. It's the same basic concept where Boba Fett is getting Han to Jabba and you know, all the other bounty hunters are after yeah. him. Um that and and it looks pretty good. Dirge is coming Dirge. back. I don't Dirge. Yeah, know. Yeah. Dirge. I love Dirge. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's going to be interesting. That's going to be fun. Going back to the whole like um, the online backlash over Last Jedi and whatnot, like, and then you you know most people you know like in the theaters you said Robbie everyone was applauding and excited. Going to Star Wars Celebration um, in Chicago, everyone I remember Matt saying to me like, oh, you know, you think everyone in this room is excited uh, about Rise of Skywalker because maybe they didn't like TLJ. But then everyone in the room was like pumped when the trailer was coming out. And yep. if if you I sometimes I go back and I watch those um, reaction videos to that Rise of Skywalker trailer because no, like me too. <laughs> it's so it's so pure and everyone is so excited. And it's like I mean, this we is were, what we, see we on were the in the overflow yeah. room. We we looked at, we we got to experience that firsthand, you know, at celebration. We were in the overflow room when they announced it, and the Palpatine cackle comes over the title. Everybody just lost their minds, and it was like a it was just a moment of like just pure joy. Even like no thoughts. I was or at anything celebration else. too. Even though like forty five minutes after that, in the whole area outside the overflow room outside the theaters, people were like running around high fiving each other, like yeah. we're back. We're back, Skywalker, Palpatine, everyone's back. Like it was just like I mean, I always say celebrations like the greatest place on earth because it's just a bunch of nerds embracing the fact that yeah. we're all nerds. But mm-hmm. it was the happiest like day ever. Yeah, it was like yeah. it was like this the picture out of like uh, end of World War Two with like the sailor. <laughs> yeah. the, it was like, that, yeah. that's, what, that's what it looked like outside the door. The war yeah. is over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, just conversations with people at celebration, like in person, like everyone's so positive. But it's just unfortunate. Uh, the and fandom. shout out today, they announced 2022. Yeah, right. They pushed it up yep. from to uh, May. August yep. to May. Yeah, yeah. So see you in uh, see you in a year. Mm-hmm. I know, and I in haven't person. been to exactly. Star Wars land. So we haven't man, either. Yeah, we haven't either. Place. Matt yeah. has. You guys, you guys are in for a treat. <laughs> I have a friend who went on Rise of the Resistance last week with his son, and he was like, my son thought I just legit took him to space, and he might think that for the <laughs> yeah. rest of his life. Oh, so I love uh, that. He's like, you got to get out to you know California or whatever for it. Yeah. I love that. I love how like everything, a lot of like the new content recently. So like just like literally this parks, the Disney parks, and so kids experiencing Star Wars for the first time. I love um. Not to segue completely into the Bad Batch, but um, I love in the Bad Batch how we're experiencing Star Wars through the eyes of a child again. So like seeing Omega's journey and just like everything, 
just we love omega like i i can't like it's just, it's just so good it's just it's just so pure to see like a star wars story from the very beginning again like this and yeah. we really thought we were beginning uh we would be getting a continuation of just a group of dudes but i'm glad that we're getting a tale that's literally from the beginning of someone's like actual life and it's really cool to see it that way i agree and i didn't just even a group of dudes. i was one of these people who um super positive about star wars always i'm always gonna love star wars but when they announced the bad batch show i was like oh really yeah. that was like out of all Same. the clone wars stuff i was like i didn't yeah. even love that i felt like by the end of their yeah. arc in season seven i was like all right oh, <laughs> i'm just about done with yeah. you guys like send you on your it's time way. for the martez yeah, exactly. sisters let's let's get into that but i mean of course i'm gonna give it a shot of course i'm gonna stay up till like three in the morning eastern time to watch it on release day of, know. or whatever mm-hmm. And I love that they added the Omega aspect in because it's not just a Bad Batch show. Like you said, we're experiencing all of this through someone else's eyes. We're getting to see the Order 66 stuff, which Mm -hmm. I'm such a mark for. Like, you give me anything Order 66, I'm, like, injected into my veins. (laughs) Yeah, Um, absolutely. And just just the fact that uh, we got the, the opening episode as the feature I feel like that's the future of like animation. Like the I liked episode two and stuff, but man, I wanted another long seventy minute one. I was like, if you could give us three, <laughs> like f- give us a trilogy instead of a season at this point, and just work really hard on those like features because that felt like a movie. Like by the end uh, yeah. of the first episode with crosshair and the the door opening, that was like cinematic. That was awesome. So yeah, I mean, I I love the Bad Batch. I love the Clone Wars logo burning mm-hmm. into the oh, bad batch logo at the beginning like I'm, I'm a sucker for all that stuff the, that the nerdy elements of it are fantastic yeah. i know some people had an issue with like the the stuff in the beginning though because yeah. apparently it contradicted canon oh, yeah. but i didn't read that yeah. comic yeah. so i didn't care <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah oh you got the yeah, comic the canon that comic. The comic that it contradicted yeah so we've covered it like briefly but i mean like the shortened version is except what you want for canon the actual tv oh total i'm a big head canon yeah, guy same um yeah. the yeah. tv and movies will always take precedence no matter what and that's what it always will be moving forward so totally whatever. and like I, I i always say this the bare bones of the events are the same in the comics the order 66 happens at night Kanan and Commander Gray and Depo Boaba are sitting around a campfire, just kind of relaxing after the battle that they just won. And that's when Order 66 happens. And of course, in Bad Batch, it happens during the day, right in the middle of the battle. And the Bad Batch are also mm-hmm. there. So is it, but it is different. Literally but just day and night? Yeah. It's literally day and night and like a couple of just small tweaks. But the, Man, like I said, the Star bare Wars bones of the story is the same. Yeah. 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 Aren't, they, aren't they? The bare bones of the <laughs> story are the same. Depo Boaba dies, yep. Kanan gets away. That's it. They changed her lightsaber <laughs> yeah. color. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, come ooh. on. They changed. Ooh. Oh my What's god. What's lightsaber color? Which I, it was green. 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 Oh. Green. It's blue in the. And they changed it to blue. Well, they didn't change it to blue. Technically, it was blue because we have like concept art from Clone Wars. Depa Palaba like had a blue lightsaber all the way back in like 2012. Yeah. Oh. So Uh, so really, you know, they changed it to green for the comic, and then they changed it back. But that's a whole thing I don't want to get into. But (laughs) no, um, um, I already got into it. But for what you said about like TVs and movie always take precedence, didn't the Cobb Vance stuff kind of like contradict like a yeah a little bit sort too like a little bit like yeah a little bit like who cares you could who cares sorry you could head cannon I I agree yeah um I mean just having a a book character appear in a TV show was like enough to just fry my (laughs) brain in terms of like wait a minute, this doesn't have line a, up. Like, I didn't is, care. This, it was so this exciting. This is a weird thing to bring up. I have a weird headcanon thing about The Last Jedi. 
Okay. In Ooh. my mind, on uh, time works differently in Octo to allow Ray to train a lot longer than she appeared to have. So while everything else like was happening in the movie, Ray was on Octo for like at least a month. Well, that's kind of the I same with like I mean, that's, Empire, right? With Luke. Exactly. That's what people yeah. say about Dagobah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, you know, I don't blame you for that. And by uh, the way, a lot of these like force nexuses, and they're like Ray didn't get any training. Like Luke literally balanced some rocks on his foot. What are we talking about? I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're like, she should have done that. Like she waved the lightsaber in front of the rocks. <laughs> she scared the frog ladies. It wasn't hard. Yeah. It was great. That's that's like my favorite comedic beat in the whole movie too. When they oh, when the oh, rock no. oh, no. destroy their little car, that's my favorite AJ, thing in the world. Remember when you said we were gonna relate so heavily? Oh my god. <laughs> The, yeah, I knew you guys would. I'm sorry. Yeah, loves the, fish the caretakers are like the <laughs> oh, funniest the things in the movie. I love well, them. They don't like I, them. I don't know what they're I don't love about. the caretakers. And that, that scene is funny. But it's right Correct after this me, yeah. epic moment with Ray. Just like in Luke watching. And then that just happens. But I don't know. <laughs> and then Luke, and and then Luke like turns few, away yeah, and leaves. Yeah, the lightsaber toss. There were a few where he was like, let's throw out the epic things. Where he could have few zigs where he could have zagged but yeah it is, is is it do you guys all rank it number one in the sequel trilogy um, i do back and it far. changes do. daily for me do you you want to know what my number one for the sequel trilogy is and maybe we can talk about this film sure the rise of skywalker really <laughs> yeah i mean i like opinion, the rise but, of skywalker yeah. but yeah i wouldn't rank it number one I, I like it quite a bit though i don't know why i just think it's the most you know it moves at breakneck speed Yep. The editing, the like editing is it. the editing is terrible. Um, I literally saw posts about like, that today, saying how it's a really poorly edited movie, and I'm like, you know what? But I yeah. love it. I mean, that fits my uh, that fits me, I guess. That fits my personality. <laughs> it's the but, movie um, that I poor, throw poorly on now, edited. like when I'm working or when I when I want to throw on something in the background. Yeah. Because every time you look up at the screen, it's gonna be like a fun scene. You know, you're in for a treat. And if it's not, wait thirty seconds because you're in for something else. And like, I'm cool with yeah. that. It's balls to the wall Star Wars. It's just like we're throwing Star Wars content in your face. Mm-hmm. Lightsaber battle, <laughs> battle in this spot. We're in the sky. Yeah. Remember this guy. Remember <laughs> this guy. Like Lando's and back. <laughs> it has the uh, best character in Star Wars, Bulio. Bulio. So Bulio, uh, win the war. Love it. Bulio. Yeah. Talk about Rest Bulio. in peace. When poor guy, war. rest in peace. Poor one out for him uh, later. Yeah, voiced voiced by your best friend, of course. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's funny when Rise of Skywalker came out. Um, I had kind of been Matt and I had been spoiled for it a little bit. Um, unfortunately, a little bit. I well, got I got the entire it, what, anyways, plot and like every detail it, about that movie leaked right, to me. You couldn't <laughs> avoid it. So all Burger the King. all the screener reviews were coming out, and everyone it was pretty not. It was not great. And I remember I was like, I want to see Robbie's review because you loved Last Jedi. And, you know, most critics, I think, did like Last Jedi a lot. It mm-hmm. got a great yeah. Rotten Tomato score. But um, you, I don't know what your tweet said. Obviously, I can't remember that. But, like, I remember it being pretty positive. And you're like, this was like a super fun Star Wars film and whatnot. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm excited for this movie. <laughs> I vividly yeah. but, remember I'm this. I'm such a sucker for the ending, too. Like, I know people make Ooh. memes about it and joke about it now. I love the Ray Skywalker stuff. I oh, love yeah. the idea of, like, think... turning the Palpatine. I love the idea of the Force Dyad. I know people roll their yes. eyes at that. I'm like, that is metal. No way, like, dude. every thousand it years, awesome. we got two powerful Jedi making each other more powerful. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, would like, I have loved for them to tease the Palpatine stuff earlier? Of course. That would, yeah. like, if you wanted to go that route, 
you know, start that route in, like, Last Jedi. Give her the lightning moment in Last Jedi or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't know. I was so down for it. Like you said, it's like a fun Star Wars. The whole time. The one thing I didn't like, I didn't, I'm not a Raylo, so I didn't like the kiss. I would have like in in the head cannon. It just like cuts that moment out. It's very easy to make the cut in the movie. I need to like make myself a fan at it. So when I watch it, it just cuts. <laughs> and it's that just out. the one. It's just that one cut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Okay. That's funny. Oh, man. Yep. <laughs> but what what you mentioned earlier, I also really love the ending to the Rise of Skywalker. Not just Ray Skywalker. But also uh, Ben, you know, sacrificing his life to resurrect Rey, you know, th- thematically kind of making, rebirthing her as a Skywalker. And I love how The Rise of Skywalker kind of recontextualizes the sequels. Because you have like the prequels where it's a story about a Skywalker who loses his identity to a Palpatine, yeah. right? I mean, that's kind of the most bare bones description of that. And then the sequels is a Palpatine gaining her identity through the Skywalkers. Yeah. And The Rise of Skywalker has so many moments that mirror the prequel trilogy. And I really like that kind of dichotomy they created between the two trilogies. Uh, and it, it exists in The Last Jedi, too. But The Rise of Skywalker leans so heavily on it that it really, like, punches it home for me in terms of, like, all the, you know, poetry it rhymes. I was going to say, I mean, if you, if you continued that statement without l- nailing that line, <laughs> I was going to strike you down myself. <laughs> um. But yeah, to go back to like, you know, you said, um, is The Last Jedi like our our favorite overall? But I think The Last Jedi is probably the most meaningful of the sequels, I would say, because, you know, you look at Kylo Ren's screen time in the movies, and his least amount of screen time is in Last Jedi, which is shocking, because that's his best movie. Mm -hmm. He's so good. I would not have guessed that. I would have guessed Force Awakens, actually. Yeah. I think his most is Rise of Skywalker, which is weird. It is because it feels like he's not in that movie that much. You know, he's chasing yeah. down Ray and whatnot, and then there's a big gap between uh, Death Star ruins and Exegol, where he's like not oh, obviously I love not that there Death yet. Star scene too. Oh yeah, Harrison coming oh, yeah. back. Oh, oh, all that. That's my great. Yeah, it's my background. <laughs> yeah. Hey kid. Oh yeah. come on. Yeah, there oh there <laughs> it is. That and the shot of them in the throne room where it's all tilted, and I think yes. Ray's got the saber ignited and he doesn't mm-hmm. yet. I love that shot. Yeah. He's doing like dodges. Yeah, I love it. Um, There's so much to love about see, that. Why didn't he's scavenging through it and you hear the little Return of the Jedi theme for it. Yes. Like, oh, I love that movie. I'll probably why throw didn't it we on pick after, Kylo we, Ren? after we hang up this call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should have picked okay. Kylo Ren for the UFC fight. True. He he was, and he was uh, also bulky in last year. Yeah. Yeah. He had the shirt off. Kylo oh, yeah, Ren, shirtless, high-waisted pants, no, no wrappings around the hands. That's it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Knuckle Barrel there chested, bare knuckle boxing, <laughs> Kylo Ren. He's got the scar too, which is like a like if that guy's coming to the ring, you're yeah. you're afraid of him. Yeah. <laughs> all he needs is like a big like handlebar mustache. He's all set. You know what I did? Um, actually, last month I had never done this ever. I saw a Star Wars movie at a drive-in. Ooh. I went on Ooh, vacation yeah. and we went to a drive-in in Malibu and we saw The Force Awakens. It was awesome. That's oh. so funny. It was amazing. People Dude. had lightsabers. They were sticking out of their windows. It was great. Hell yeah. Oh man! Over the summer, we went we went to the Empire Strikes Back in the drive through in the drive in, 
and that was incredible. Even though we didn't really know how drive-ins were, no, so we were a little lost. Yeah, yeah drive-ins in terms were a, of like a new thing for me this year as well. The headlights, oh my god, what a disaster! Yes, yes, that happened to us. To, turning had, on the car. car. Oh no! My girlfriend was like, Ooh. I don't know how to turn the headlights off. I don't know how to turn the headlights off. So I had like a hoodie and a jacket, and I ran and just like draped him in front Ooh. of the headlights. <laughs> they would fall off every 15 minutes, and then people would honk at us. It was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. It was a fun though. time. Yeah, that's awesome. We had fun. <laughs> I hope we didn't ruin it yeah. for the car in front of us. Uh. <laughs> My favorite moment of the entire night was definitely when Darth Vader is standing there, Luke handless, about to jump down to his, you know, escape. And he reaches out and he says, Luke, or no, I, and then all of a sudden a car just drives <laughs> right by, right by the screen <laughs> during the most iconic moment in all of Star Wars. To this day, we and don't, we still don't like, know what happened. Uh, no idea. I can tell you. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. But like, who's leaving during that scene? Because people were starting to leave. I'm like, what are you leaving yeah, during this that scene? That was a weird thing too. People were leaving before Ray, you know, went up to Octo with the saber. And I was like, oh, come mm-hmm. on. She's about to, she's about to do the thing. Guys, people yeah. were leaving. Yeah. I saw. Like, I get it. You probably I, saw I've this before. I've seen three movies at the drive-in. Three super random movies. The Force Awakens. Jaws on like the Ooh, 40th nice. anniversary. So that was a cool nice. one, right? That's good. And That's uh, great. Clueless. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's Clueless. wonderful. Those are great all great movies. movies. Good Third one is, is not think, as great as the other. But, you know. Hey, Paul Rudd. Yeah. I saw Spy Kids 2 in a drive-in. Like recently? I keep saying drive-through. No, drive-in. No, Which when it first came oh, out. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, I can top all of y'all, though. When it first I was came like, out. Who's, do, who's playing that nowadays? <laughs> Look. Are you kidding? Any, everybody should. I saw Madagascar in, at the drive-in. The, you know, the first one. Oh, yeah. So, I like to move it. Yeah, 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 yeah. original. And then meanwhile, on the other screen, Revenge of the Sith was playing because it was 2005. But like, uh, that's not why we were there. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's extreme Missed it FOMO. by that much. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I um, <laughs> so this is something I've been kicking around that I wanted to do. It's kind of on the spot for uh, for all you guys, but we talked about Kenobi, and you know we're talking about Bad Batch a little bit. But what of all the upcoming projects, which there's a ton, it's crazy, crazy time to be a Star Wars fan. Great what um, mm-hmm. I guess list like your top five, um, top three or five, whatever you want, um, of like what you're looking forward to the most. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I've got I've got a definite top three, like a locked in, confirmed top three. Okay. Trying to think if 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 somebody else wants to go before me, I could try to think of a top five. I'm trying to think of my third. Mac, so it I, sounds like you're ready. <laughs> I guess I could go up, like Star well, Wars project. Yeah, it's pretty on the. You spot. guys probably you guys probably know my answer because it would probably be Rangers of the New Republic number one, mm. Ahsoka number two, and Mando season three at number three and then book of boba fett probably at number four i'm a big new republic guy so all of those shows definitely take precedent i mean i'm, I'm super excited for kenobi i'm super excited for lando um i, I guess i'm excited for droid's tale <laughs> sure um and visions is gonna be cool I'm, I'm i'm actually more excited for visions because it's coming soon as opposed to like you know 2022 2023 um don't sleep on yeah, I I won't sleep on Droid Tail, um, but I might put that at the bottom of my list, unfortunately. But everything, like all the New Republic shows, are definitely in my top four. Like those are, those are what I'm most excited for. I would love for an animated show like Bad Batch during the sequel trilogy era. I just yes, love, absolutely. Like, all, all the stuff absolutely. about the sequel trilogy. I know we sort of got mm-hmm. Resistance, but it, so you know, I, w- it, I was thinking about this today because yeah, yeah. there was a lot of chatter about Resistance. I mean, like I love Resistance. Like I have like the. Gorg, the little bitey thing oh, just yeah. up there from Celebration, the but puppet. like, and 
I, I have a special spot for Resistance, but it's such a kid's show. I, I yeah. wish, I yeah. wish they named it something different because it's barely about the Resistance. Um, like Kaz might be an yeah, agent, really. but like they could, they could have done so much different. Like they literally could have called it like Star Wars: The Colossus. That would have been fine. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like if there was a separate show called Resistance, it would be like superb. Like literally, just like the backstory of what's happening, like on like the base on like Ajon Kloss. Like, give me that tale. Like, that's all I want to know about. Yeah. Like, what's yeah. going on with like Beaumont Kin? Like, what's he doing? Like, yeah. I, I would love to see that. Um, I want to see. I want to know want... about the king that uh, that Han was supposed to deliver the Rathars to. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Show me yes. He never got his delivery. Yeah. Oh. Show me Kanja Club. He probably Kanja Club. I want Kanja the Gu- Guavian Death Squad. Whatever. Like I want all yes. that stuff. AJ. Um, I definitely have a top five. By the way. Okay. I good. was forgetting oh, good, that good. Uh, we, we had a movie in the process. So number one for me is Kenobi, Ooh. without a shadow of a doubt. Love everything about this this like project. Everything about Ewan coming back. Hayden Christensen coming back, him getting another shot, him actually being in, like, the Vader suit, them doing the rematch or whatever. That sounds like it's a UFC fight, the way they're hyping that up. <laughs> yeah. um, so Kenobi, without a shadow of a doubt, number one, which I don't know if you guys saw the story today that Noel Gallagher was running around saying that he gave Ewan McGregor his first lightsaber battle ever because apparently he did. At Noel Gallagher's 30th birthday party, Ewan McGregor was like, I just got Star Wars. I'm, I'm in the new Star Wars movie. And Noel, a huge Star Wars fan, was like, I've got two lightsabers. Let's see what you've got. Nice. And he made him, he made him fight him in the, in the garden. They were That's both drunk. Perfect. Ewan says he barely remembers it. That's but so funny. Ever since, Noel Gallagher's That's been running great. around being like, I taught Obi-Wan Kenobi everything he knows. <laughs> so number one for me is uh, Kenobi. Number two is Book of Boba Fett. I'm a huge Robert Rodriguez fan. So yeah. even beyond being a Boba Fett fan, Star Wars fan, I just think him getting a full series. I loved the after credit scene. I loved the fact that they brought back Bib Fortuna, made him fat just to I kill know. him. Mm-hmm. The fact that he was like running Jabba's uh, whole squad. Like that was that was awesome. I love everything about Return of the Jedi as well. I have the utmost confidence in Tamora Morrison and crushing this the boba fett episode where he actually like puts the armor back on of the mandalorian other than the finale that was my favorite thing we got in the entire uh season so book of boba fett number two ahsoka number three i love rosario dawson i love the character of ahsoka i love what we saw from her in her episode and i feel like she'll probably visit baby yoda at some point i'm just saying i think that's where we're going to next see Baby Yoda Grogu. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but he'll always sort of be Baby Yoda in my heart. Um, number four is Taika Waititi's Star Wars project Ooh, that we right. don't know much about. Now, that's the one I forgot about, but Taika's one of those guys I love. I feel like even the new project he just signed on for where he's going to play Blackbeard in what sounds yeah. like a pirate version of what we do in the shadows. like. That sounds yeah. so perfectly Taiko Atiti and so awesome. I love <laughs> Ragnarok just like everyone else. Korg is my favorite MCU yes. side character. <laughs> and that's so Taika. I feel like Korg needs to make an appearance in his Star Wars movie. Like E.T. makes an appearance in The Phantom Menace. Like just throw him in the distant, yeah. distant background. You can make him as blurry as you want. That'd be great. Just make it I for, know. you know, the fans that know. <laughs> Disney owns both, right? Come on. And number five, I'll do Lando for sure. I mean, the, the coolest MFR in the galaxy, mm-hmm. Lando Calrissian. He's a complete rock star in every way. I'm excited for that just to see the outfits and the capes that he's got. Um, but I love Donald Glover, and I would love for them to make this Donald Glover and Billy D. Williams combined. And I know some people have pitched the idea of 
Billy D reading, going back to his old logs that we saw him recording in Solo, I feel like that's the way mm-hmm. to go. Like every episode can start with Billy D being like, let's see what this is. Maybe with Jana, if you want to have her in there. Yes. Be like, let's see what, you know, this is. Press play. And then as soon as he presses play, it goes into that mission with Donald Glover. I feel Mm -hmm. like that would be just so amazing. And it could give him, uh, you could definitely do an awesome, like, sign-off for Lando out of Star Wars at the end of season one or two. And that could be, like, a very nice farewell to Billy D. That would be great. I think Lando is a limited series, is right? It? So it's not. I don't so know. you could do it. I at think the end so. Of that. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I think. I think. But I think you nailed it in terms of like that'll probably be like the big perfect send off for Lando in Star Wars is the show that like they already really have like focus planned on him, from beginning give to him end. His due, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love Lando. I'm just like, I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> I got um. So I got like a mini like top three. So arguably, I can't say the Bad Batch because that was what I was actually looking most forward to. Um, because the post Order sixty six era is my favorite era of Star Wars, like of all time. So I'm just very excited. We need for- more from that. Yeah, as yeah. Well. So I'm just super yeah. excited for that, which is ongoing right now. But let me see. So I'll go backwards. Um, number three, I'm really excited for Rogue Squadron. With Patty Jenkins, yes. like very excited yes. for that. I'm just excited to learn more about it. Um, I know there's the rumors. Is it going to be set during um, OT time or will it be sequel time? And so like, I'm hoping it's sequel time, but we'll see. I'd like to see if it's like a like a passing down to like the next generation of like X-Wing pilots. I think that would be really cool, but we'll see. Um, and then number two, definitely Lando as well. Um, again, same same concept. I would love to be Billy D passing it on to Donald Glover or just to have his good send off because we only got Lando in Tross. We didn't see him in the other ones. And so it's not like we really got to see his character revisited. And he was a huge part of the original movies, obviously. So definitely he needs he needs more. And I hope that I hope that they act on it soon. Long story short with that. <laughs> Number one, um, AJ and Matt know this, it's The Acolyte. I am so excited for The Acolyte because we don't know what it's going to be about. (laughs) And it's also (laughs) in an era that we pretty much don't know anything about. So it'll be the end of the High Republic. And so everything that's ramping up right now with the High Republic, all the stories coming out, like it'll lead to the events of The Acolyte. And I'm just so excited to hear more about it. And hopefully it'll lead into everything with Sith Eternal that we see in Rise of Skywalker, just again, to give more backstory to everything going on there. So, yeah. I hope yeah. I hope that one gets weird. I hope that yeah. is like almost the WandaVision of yeah. those shows, if you want to call it that, where they really let them go out there and like yeah. show us that weird Sith worshipping stuff. Like, show us all the, the, the strange stuff. Like, I hope they, I mean, I could say that about all of these shows. Like, kind of like, let them go nuts. Show us how big this galaxy is after focusing so much on the Skywalker family and so much on one, like show us mm-hmm. everything now. Give us that weird mortis stuff. Give us like everything, everything. <laughs> yeah. Ta- Taika is definitely going to get weird with oh, it. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. that logo, oh, yeah. I don't I mean, know what's just, up with that logo. We see that one, logo. that logo and that yeah. one picture yeah. that they used in the background. That's like, yeah, you already know it's going to be off the rails. I hope that he's just doing live action holiday special. He's redoing <laughs> it. And there it's like, he, he'll do the cartoon version of it live action. Oh man. Bring it on. Bring it on. My, uh, I, I, have a, I have a soft spot for the holiday special. It's my Christmas Eve tradition every year. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you got it. Oh, and now there's the Lego version, which is uh, it's, yeah, it's cute. That, it's cute. That, it's cute. That, that was pretty good. I watched yeah. it with my nephew. Yeah, he loved it, obviously. Yeah. It's just got like, and it's got the adult, uh, kind of, I don't want to say adult jokes, but uh, the fan jokes, like where it's like, you, if you're a big fan, you're like, oh, look at that. That's a yeah. good callback. I'm nice. excited for yeah. the, the Lego game that's coming out. Oh. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, the complete. Saga. I can't I mean, wait. It's been pushed back out. a thousand times, but yeah, 
Yeah. Eventually. Whenever. So that's my uh, number one thing. No, okay. Um, <laughs> no, but it like actually is. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'll go backwards yeah. here too. Five, Book of Boba Fett, for all the reasons you guys said, pretty much. I can't wait for that. And that's in December, so mm-hmm. it's not too far off. Um, four, Rangers of the uh, New Republic. I almost said High Republic. Um, I can't wait for that. And you Harrison Dula is like badass. She's my favorite. Uh, I guess my favorite pilot in Star Wars, which is uh, she's, maybe a hot take. She's arguably your favorite character. So let's just like leave it at that. She's up. She's like top three. Yeah. So um, number three, Mando season three. I can't wait to see where they go with that. Um, Bo-Katan and Din Jaren. Who knows what's gonna happen there? Um, I feel like who knows where they go with? That? I mean, it, fe- yeah. it felt like season two could have been the series finale with yeah. you know how Seriously. how much mm-hmm. they Definitely. wrapped everything up so perfectly. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. That that like goes without saying. Mando is my favorite stuff in the world. And Grogu is gonna have to work his way back into the story somehow. He has to, right? But well, I like I like what Robbie said about Ahsoka. You know, going to visit yeah. Grogu at some point. Because that would give Ahsoka a chance to meet Luke Skywalker as well, Ooh. which is something we yeah. need. I mean, like, we need that. Come on. Oh, my goodness, If you can make him like, look as good as you made him look at the end of season two, like, give us that. Ugh, come on. The, the emotions in that scene would just be, like, off the and charts. Just, just like everyone else, I want to see Grogu have that little ball on the end of his lightsaber. Like, come yes. on. That's a must. <laughs> you got to show us that at some point. Did he keep the For ball? sure. I yeah. think he didn't kept it. Oh, uh, no, no. Mando has the ball, so Mando you can have to give it ball. back to him. Oh, at some didn't point, kept you know? it. So Rogue there you go. There's the, the end. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, where was I? Mando season three. Number two, The Acolyte. I'm there with Jamie. Um, I hope it gets weird. I hope it gets very <laughs> Sith and dark. Uh, it's cool to have a show or a story that follows. Uh, you know, dark side users, or we're assuming. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we know for sure if it yeah, is. Yeah, I don't like, know if we know anything stuff. about that. Is it who's it made by? Is it made by the maker of uh, uh, Orange Is the New Black? Or she directed Russian yeah. Doll. I can't remember her name. Oh yeah, Russian oh, okay. Doll, which has the actress yeah. from Orange Is the New right. Black. Um, I can't remember oh, her name Jamie. either. But Headland. Russian Doll. Leslie Headland. Yes. Leslie yes. Headland. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Good Leslie, one. Leslie yeah. Headland. So that, I mean, they're involved. Like, talk about a, a good creative force yeah. to involve. Like, they're they're picking from a good batch right now. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. And we were talking earlier about expanding, you know, creators. This is definitely like the perfect time yeah. for it. And then my number one is uh, Rogue Squadron, mm-hmm. the film in what, 2023 with Patty Jenkins so. directing that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, I love the little teaser behind that with her. I love like, that video. You know, what her, her yeah, dad that was, was a fighter great. pilot. Mm-hmm. And she always wanted to make um, a fighter pilot movie. And it's like, okay, Star Wars, X-Wings. And it's like, it's so... Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know. I'm a sucker for X-Wings too. So like, yeah. I, I love those all video games growing up too. So like if we could finally get like... I love the the Rogue One dog fighting. I feel like the that was the best stuff we saw in yeah. space. Uh, but if we get something yeah. expanded on that, and um, what was the other one? Andor. I was gonna say mm. goes without right. saying. Yeah. Andor. Ooh, I think Andor. Wow, we None all of us mentioned nah. that, but oh I am pretty excited for that. And I feel bad saying I'm more excited for like season two. But if they're really not gonna have K two S O in season one, like I know. he's, he's right. one of my favorite droids in all of Star Wars. So I'm like really excited yeah. for them to get to that stuff as well. Loki, they have one of the to. saddest There's deaths no way in Star Wars was when yeah. Big K2, K2 dies. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we didn't that mention was... Kevin Feige has a Star Wars movie. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. I wanted to point out for everyone, pay close attention to Loki because the writer of Loki is the writer of Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie. So okay. I think uh... Loki's probably going to be awesome because it probably made Kevin Feige be like, oh, that was great. Yeah, you could write my Star Wars, mm. you know, okay. step up to the big leagues. That's... So pay attention yeah. to that. It's written by Michael Waldron. He wrote that, and I think he's a writer on Rick and Morty. Okay, okay. Okay. Nice. I have zero expectations take. for Loki because oh. I just like like Loki, so like um, I think it'll be really good. I know it'll be, yeah, we know it'll be good, but like zero expectations. Hey, Owen, so it can only go Owen Wilson. It's got Owen yeah. Wilson. I keep forgetting, yeah. and then every time I see a trailer, I'm just like, you can't skip wow, that. Look at that. <laughs> there he wow. is. Oh yeah. Owen. Oh. Wow. <laughs> um, can't help it. Okay. We did. I'm stealing this from another show that we went on. Uh, shout out to all new nerds. <laughs> but um, Robbie, what is your hottest star wars take is that the right way to phrase that yeah yeah i think it is my hottest star wars take i'm a big ewok guy i know some people aren't but at this point i feel like that's not much of a hot take no people are age it's it's a lukewarm we we grew up with him so it's like why would we dislike him and why would anyone dislike him in the first place what's my hottest star wars take I'm sure I have one. I'm gonna think of one in the shower, yeah. like tomorrow morning. Be like, that's gonna be your first Man, that was that's such a good take. one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to. You have to call us up. You have to come mm. back. I'm trying to think. Do Do one of you guys have a hot take, and I can continue thinking? Yeah. What did we mind? say? What did we say on the show the other day? What was my hot take? I said that Return of the Jedi was really slow, and I didn't like the middle Endor <laughs> segment. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so there I you mean, go. I, so I'm kind of clashing with I feel you like there. This also isn't a hot take. Like I don't like. Uh, I think Phantom Menace is a better movie than Attack of the Clones. Yes, yes. that was that my was hot our take. that was our okay. hot take. Okay, yeah, yeah. like the that people that Jamie's say Phantom Menace take. is the worst of the prequels, I think are crazy. Yeah, I think, think it's we, like pretty considerably better than uh, Attack of the Clones. I like Revenge of the Sith the best. I think yeah. that's because I was that I think I was like seven when that came out, so I was at the age where like I could fully immerse myself in buying the action figures in the lead up to that, seeing it in theaters. I brought like the Kellogg's light up spoon to the theater because i was just so like excited for it so that i have like the the ultra nostalgia for i think that's why i like it the best yeah but after that i would definitely go phantom menace and listen i love attack of the clones like i said before i'll take even the worst star wars over the best anything else but like even nowadays when i put it on there's scenes that i laugh at in the worst ways there's scenes that i struggle to get through (laughs) there's scenes Mm -hmm. where i'm like the the like with Natalie Portman's uh, midriff just ripping perfectly in the gratuitous, like, here's her abs, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. On, yeah. on blue screen. Like, there's just the moments where you're like, what were they thinking? People swinging the lightsabers in the way. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and, and if you, you, look, also, if you look in the background you of that. You also look oh. at it now, like, with an adult brain of, like, how did they make a moment where, like, a thousand Jedi light their sabers all together? And it's almost like an Avengers Endgame, like, Avengers Assemble type deal. But you look at the gravity yeah. and the weight that that moment had versus, like, the thousand nameless Jedi who were massacred and who died. And this was, like, a massive turning point in the Jedi and th- them being a backing force of the the Republic or whatever. It's like, eh, it's kind of just, yeah. you know. <laughs> It's cool to see the lights flash for a little a, bit. It's, it's a, a cool gif them running at each other. It's a cool gif yeah. nowadays, but yeah. like, yes. it's yeah, a crazy yeah, yeah. moment because like that battle is an absolute mess. But then also like once the clones like swoop in, it's it suddenly becomes an epic moment, and then it becomes an yes. awful moment when Yoda 
totally can't speak. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I don't like Yoda with a lightsaber. Says. Maybe that's a hot take. No. I, 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 I'm, I, not, I'm not really I down for you. any of the Yoda lightsaber stuff. I'm like, that looks, he looks like a silly little pinball. That's, that's a yeah. fair take. Let me tell you, um, <laughs> if you want to enhance your Coliseum Jedi viewing experience, watch the deleted scene for that if you haven't mm. already. I don't think I have. The deleted scene where Kiedi Mundi and Co, they go to shut down the droid control facility. It's like a whole extended thing. Oh, you gotta watch it. It's unfinished. It's it's on Disney Plus. Watch it. It is the funniest thing you'll ever see. It's so funny. It's unbelievable. If if you're ever looking in general for any sort of time killer, watch any of the behind the scenes stuff for the prequels. Like, there's like a full documentary for like each of them. The Phantom Menace the one. The Doc on the Phantom Menace is my yeah. favorite. The Phantom thing in the Menace world. one. Yes, my favorite thing yes. in the entire world. It's just like I forget the exact scene. I think it's when they're mapping something down, like uh, the senators walking down one of those large hallways with the, like massive columns, mm-hmm. and there's that guy mm-hmm. that just has such disdain for George, and he's just like, "Yeah, George said we're gonna uh, do this, and it's gonna be blue screen. We're gonna do this," and and someone like yells from behind the camera, like, "We're gonna have to change that," and he's like. We're gonna, we're gonna have to change it, I guess. And he like walks off camera. And it's like this. See, it's playing like Spinal Tap. It plays like a mockumentary of like what went wrong with the Phantom. Man. I mean, insane. the footage of of like Rick McCallum or whatever after they watch it. Just oh, oh my yeah, god, just, that is oh the best. God. The, George being like, I think AJ. we might have gone a bit too far in a few places. Yes. <laughs> like, AJ it's too late to fix it. It's too late to thing. fix it. It's like, oh yeah. my god, I can't believe Lucasfilm allowed this footage to go out, but I'm very <laughs> grateful that they did. That's that's if, if you haven't seen that, I think it's on YouTube, right? It's on like the Star Wars YouTube. Yep. Yeah, that's a must watch yeah, for Star Wars fans. Must watch, like the height of comedy for Star Wars hair. fans. Just watching Rick McCallum's hairline just crazy. disappear. <laughs> it's just yeah, it goes oh. further, further back. So good. The sandstorm and go um... but th- there's one scene in that that genuinely breaks my heart. And it's when they're laughing at Jake Lloyd, and he's like, "They're laughing at oh, me." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. George sits down with him. He's like, "They're not laughing at you." Every time that happens, I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, oh, look what happened to him because they were laughing at him." You, you ruined this child. Mm. Oh, poor Jake. Yeah. So sad. Honestly. Hmm. Sorry to de- bring it, have a downer. <laughs> it's such a funny discussion. <laughs> we'll, we'll that scene, if you watch it, that scene is like pretty sad. Yeah, it has. So the entire doc yeah. has its ups and downs. But like honestly, the other highest up is when they're doing a movement test for the Jar Jar head in the back of a pickup truck. <laughs> yeah. They're just driving the back along. Back of like a Toyota. Yes. And like Jar Jar, yeah, someone like a puppet. the hand puppet, and it just looks back and forth, and it just looks so <laughs> stupid. But I love it so yeah. much. Oh, it's, it's pure I love, art, like, pure brilliance. Uh, growing up to actually like appreciate Jar Jar like obviously he's it's still stupid but like you you grew up to like appreciate it more and like you mentioned earlier that like um Last Jedi is like your movie to put on in the background while you're doing stuff it's the Phantom Menace for me for for, I think the the trio of us here actually but like we'll we'll put that on and like we'll be like oh this is good we're minor on business oh there's the big goober fish okay minor on business (laughs) oh there's 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 R2 rolling through uh (laughs) yes great he rolls through poop. Wonderful. Keep How an about eye out. This? This is I'm not going to tell you where it is. This is a crazy fact. The day that I was at Good Morning America and met George Lucas, I'm sitting in, not George Lucas, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. I don't know why I said George Lucas. <laughs> well, you like, scared whoa. me there. You no, scared no, no, me there I didn't for need a to make. I was going to be like, sorry, we need I'm another sorry, story. Sorry. I scared myself. I'm sitting in the green room, <laughs> like waiting to like go out to the audience area, and someone spots my tattoo, a cameraman at Good Morning America. And they walk over and they say, are you a Star Wars fan? And I said, yeah. He said, my son was in Star Wars. And I was like, what? 
like literally he's got one of these big bulky cameras on a headset he goes my son is in star wars yeah. I was like what he said yeah my son i said what's what's your son's name he said ahmed best oh my god Whoa. and i and oh i said god. jar jar and he said yeah that's so funny and uh he, he he said do you like jar jar and him asking me that almost broke <laughs> my heart that he like even has that thought in his mind and i was like oh. i love jar jar are you kidding me but yeah ahmed best's father is a cameraman or at least was a cameraman at good morning america that's so funny. So that's like oh, wow. the most out there but like you know i'm in my own head already about like oh my god mark hamill's out there this is crazy and then this guy is like do you like star wars I'm like of course i like star wars he's like my son's jar jar Binks, excuse me? Your son <laughs> gave power to the Chancellor? Like, oh my you God. owe me an apology and all the Jedi for that one, but I'll let it slide. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. That's yeah. Great, yeah. I love, yeah. I love Jar Jar. I mean, they'll tell you his, I his a ovation at celebration, at celebration yeah. was the best. Oh, that, like, everyone amazing. welcoming him back. Like, that, that, the fact that that comes back around for Hayden, for him, for mm-hmm. Kelly Marie Tran, which the fact that she got any hate in the first place was ridiculous right. but yeah um she's like the nicest just person. like the fact that everyone gave her that warm reception at celebration was like reassuring hey we're not all like the toxic fans on twitter mm-hmm. yeah right yeah yeah i think i don't know if it's possible to do that for jake lloyd but i wish it i know were. yeah it would be amazing I'm, i mean i, I would love to bring him back point. and and i think the, and listen, the star wars way and... there's light in everyone right the hope jake lloyd we, we <laughs> you know Someone make amends I'd with love that, that guy. Someone make amends make with that Seriously. They're going to try. They will try. Give him one of those roles like they gave um the guy that does the voice for Anakin in Mandalorian. What's his mm, name? Yes. Matt Lanter. Yeah. Matt Lanter. Like, you know they gave him the, the egghead role in the Mandalorian? Like, yeah. put Jake Lloyd yeah. in a Mandalorian episode. That would be so awesome for fans. Like, oh my god, that's yeah. little Annie. Yeah. My head would explode. That would be, yeah. That'd be really fun. Oh. Make him make him an adult pod racer. Have the Mandalorian like Ooh. go upon an, a pod racing we need circuit. More pod you, racing. you know That's what it. I mean? And he's he's yes. like a badass pod racer or something. Yeah. I like that. Hell yeah. That's it. Confirmed. Wow. <laughs> Before That's we it. Yeah, Lucasfilm. they could have that one for free. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy, don't if even you're have listening. To call me. Take it. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening and I know you are. She's a huge take, fan. Take yeah. these uh, take these ideas. <laughs> Before we um before we head off, uh, totally not Star Wars related, but there's another big thing we have uh, in common with you, Robbie, and it's uh, sort of in recent news. But Foo Fighters, Jamie and I, Matt, I don't know about you. We never really <laughs> talk about music with you. I know you like Nirvana, so that kind of pretends. Yeah. But Foo Fighters, we yeah. Jamie and I absolutely love Foo Fighters. And we know, you know, I see you sharing the videos, and I know you play the bass. Yeah. For. Nice. Uh, What's the band? Pup Punk? Pup Punk, yeah. Pup so Punk, we have yeah. like, it's like a band in quotation marks. Like, <laughs> no, you four guys are, of us at Barcelona found out that, like, I play bass, uh, PFT plays guitar, Frankie Borelli, who's like Dave's cameraman, he plays drums, and then we have Roan, who is a world champion battle rapper, but also just an all around talented musical person. And if you, you want to laugh tonight, by the way, look up Roan battle rap highlights. He eviscerates people. He's a legitimate, like, world champion battle rapper. But he does, like, this pop punk shtick with us where the whole concept of our band is that, like, we make fun of, like, but also pay tribute to the Blink-182 Fallout Boy style of pop punk of, like, you know, being angsty because you can't remember the combination to your locker and, like, this (laughs) silly stuff about that. Um, But, yeah, we do shows now. It's not now because in COVID times, but we will in the future again where – We'll do like three of our own songs and then like 15 pop punk covers and stuff. And they are a blast. It's like, you know, going to see a cover band or whatever. But yeah, 
Well, I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan. This is a I have the the lightsaber for you know Mark Hamill or whatever, and then I've got the feather that You've Dave Grohl has on his arm. Yeah, yes. I did like my own version. Jamie wants Jamie wants that. that tattoo. No, okay. Yeah, so I'm a huge huge Foo Fighters Dave Grohl. Yeah, fan. not to copy you, Robbie, but I want to get the feather and I want to get a lightsaber. Do I'm it. not even kidding. <laughs> Do it. You would look just like oh, me. I mean, we're, we're wearing the beanies, beanie, we got, got the, the glasses. Hair, it's yeah, all good. exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, yeah, recently inducted into the Hall of Fame, first ballot or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Um, very exciting. I'm so excited. First for that. ballot, and he's he joins. I thought it was originally John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and Michael Jackson. I have been revised. It's just John Lennon. He joins John Lennon as the only person to be inducted twice on their first year eligible. Wow! And both. Uh, you know, the Foo Fighters and Nirvana. Apparently, Paul McCartney just couldn't attend the ceremony. Like, he <laughs> sort of he would have been, but, he, you huh. know, he had to be inducted the next year. Um, That's crazy. But yeah. Oh, my god. It's, it's a crazy honor. And, it you know, as a big fan, as a fan big enough to get the friggin' tattoo and stuff, like, that gave me chills. Like, the fact that I'm sure you guys know everything about the Foo Fighters, but, like... He could have walked away from music after Nirvana. He could have joined Tom Petty's band. He mm-hmm. could have been the drummer for Queens of the Stone Age. He's yeah. like, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to be the front man for a band. I'm sure you guys have seen the back and forth documentary of how hard it was Multiple for people times, being yeah. like, you're just the Nirvana drummer, like Marigold, play the Marigold. Marigold. <laughs> yeah, like I... that stuff. The fact that he endured, got through that, and then first ballot Hall of Fame, like he joins John Lennon. It's John Lennon, Dave Roll. Like to have your name next to a Beatle in any capacity is crazy, let alone Paul McCartney playing the drums on Sunday Rain, like <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's I mean amazing. I'm and it's so... super excited for the uh, the ceremony. Like I don't know who's gonna induct them. It's gonna be Chris Novoselic or Butch Vig or Ooh. Butch Vig. What a guy. Josh Hume, Josh Hom, whatever from Queens of Stone Age. Maybe. Like, I, who yeah. who was there for all of it? Not a lot of people. And to relate it to Star Wars, sort of. <laughs> Dave's mom? <laughs> there you go. To relate it? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> to relate it to Star Wars and whatnot, like, uh, the legacy of Grohl is continuing to Violet Grohl now. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. their single, um, Nausea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it was, her voice is just Looking great. Good. And she's only, awesome. like, 15. Like, punk, like, right? Yeah. 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 And then uh, Chris, Chris Novoselic yeah, is in stuff. it too. He like is he plays the bass in that track, and it's just like this is fantastic. Sorry to get so off topic about like music yeah, in this. Totally not Star but, Wars. But yeah, no, Foo listen, Fighters, we have, like, like, music videos. If, if we're not talking. So. If I'm not thinking about Star Wars, I'm thinking about rock and roll. Yeah. So this is the perfect <laughs> mesh of you know brains. That's definitely Hell it. Yeah. All right, AJ, got any last thoughts? Are no, I think uh, I think that okay. does it with our smorgasbord of oh, an episode here. Smorgasbord. Oh, terrible. Um, I don't Love like it. it. I, no. <laughs> no, sir. Go for it. Well, okay. Anyway, so. Keep it going. <laughs> All right. So thank you guys uh, for tuning in to the Holland Marauders podcast. I want to thank AJ and Matt for joining as well. My name has been Jamie. And then I also want to thank Robbie Fox so much for joining us this week. Robbie, where can we find you on social media? At Robbie Barstool on Twitter. At that Robbie Fox on Instagram. And on YouTube, you can find my show where I do interviews and stuff. Uh, It's My Mom's Basement with Robbie Fox. Perfect. Thank you so much. We are avid watchers, but now the rest of our Star Wars community will actually find out what you're about. And then let's see. You can follow the Holland Up Marauders pretty much everywhere at Holland Up Marauders on Twitter. It's just Holland Up Marauder. No S on there. 
And then let's see, also in the month of May, we are doing a charity run for the Peter Mayhew Foundation. If you want to learn more about that, definitely check it out on our blog, hollandupmarauders.com and click on the May the 4th fundraiser. Thank you guys so, so much for listening to the Holland Up Marauders podcast.